You are listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help bump us up in the podcast platforms. Additionally, make sure you share it with your friends. In this podcast, we're going to hear a Sunday morning message. My sister came to me this morning and said, would you cut it short today? I said, why? She said, I'm working in the nursery. I'm thinking about preaching about 4.30 this afternoon. Amen. Uh, Truly, I am overwhelmed. Great is his faithfulness to me. I said April 10th, I had multiple strokes. I couldn't move anything. And here I am. I couldn't move anything on my left side. Plaque had broken loose and went to five places in my brain. And here I am with my family, with my church family. My pastor used to say when I was growing up, every individual will get a phone call. It'll change your life. There could have been an empty seat at our table this Thanksgiving. And I, April 10th, I've shared, you know, I've always been honest with everyone here. I staggered a little bit. It shook me. I didn't see it coming. I've been healthy all my life. So I pray that through my staggering a little bit and through the word of God today, I prayed this morning and asked the Holy Spirit to sweep the house. Just just like if you knew you were getting company and the house was dirty, you take a broom and you just clean it all up. And I I asked God to just sweep up and down every aisle and, and touch our hearts. So the title of the message is Stagger Not. Somebody say Stagger Not. I'm gonna be reading and I'm gonna just have you remain seated. Romans chapter four, and I'd given the media team verse 20, and then I texted them a little while ago, and I said, I'm gonna read a few more verses. So I wanna read beginning out of Romans chapter four, verse 17. As it is written, somebody say, as it is written. I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him who believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which he be not as though they were. Sometimes, I'm gonna read on, but sometimes you gotta speak the things that are not as if they were. That's what faith is all about. If you've got a sickness today, you gotta speak health, the things that are that are not. You know what I'm saying? You you gotta speak it. The Bible says we can speak life, we can speak death. You've got to speak to your situation. I pray today that we can just learn something. Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Now, a lot of you don't maybe understand, you've not been in church very long, you've not been in the word very long, but I will explain what I'm reading, all right? And being not weak in faith, he he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20. He staggered not at the promises of God. You and I have many promises of God. The storms of life will come our way, but we must not stagger at the promises of God. Can somebody say amen? He staggered staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, In verse 21, and I'll end there. 
and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Listen to me, Abraham is the example of a man that was justified by faith alone. Abraham's faith was in what God said. How about you this morning? How about me? The promise, God gave him a promise of a seed. That seed was a son. Do you hear me? He had nothing else to go on but God's word that which was spoken. And maybe some of you are here today and you're going through a difficult time and you have nothing else. You feel like there's no hope, but you've got a promise from God. From the beginning of this Bible to the end, God has given you and I promise after promise that will identify and will take care of every situation and every circumstance that we face. Nothing will catch God off guard. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. The phrase against hope, believed in hope, means that Abraham was past all hope beyond any human help and any possibility of having a son. The word dead in the Greek means that his reproductive organs had stopped functioning and were dead forever. I could preach right there, but I probably won't. I'd get in trouble. Don't look at your neighbor and say anything smart. I'd like to right now, but don't do that. No way. It was not possible. Do you hear me? How is he going to have a son when he's 100 years old and Sarah is knocking on the door of 100 years of age? It is impossible, but with God. Somebody say, but. But, but with God. God takes him outside and God says, look at the stars in the sky. He said, if you can even begin to count those stars, that's what your seed is going to be. Do you hear me? God is so good. Faith is keeping our spirits up when things aren't going well. So when I had the strokes, I staggered at the promises of God because God had promised me that by his stripes I am healed. God had promised me that he would never leave me nor forsake me. Don't stagger, and I pray that I've learned something from this uh, time in my life that I can share with you because there is circumstances and situations in every family and we must not stagger at the promises of God. The wind is going to blow. The rain is going to come in your life. Hell is going to show up on your front porch, uh, but you can't afford to stagger. I staggered, but I didn't fall down. Why didn't I fall? Because I had a lot of people praying and encouraging me through text messages and phone calls, and I just stopped by today to encourage somebody that everything is going to be all right. God has given you a promise, so don't stagger. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise in the house this morning. Faith is keeping our spirits up when things aren't going well. It's remaining calm when things get heated. How do you react when things get heated? How do you respond? Listen to me, the word staggered, not means he didn't waver. He didn't move. He said, God, you said it and I'm gonna believe it. God, great 
is thy faithfulness to me. Has God been great to anybody? Has God been faithful in any situation, in any storm, when it looked like it was hopeless, when it looked like things was falling apart, when it looked like you need a miracle? You can look back now and say, my God was faithful to me. God showed up. God touched me. God healed me. God delivered me. God put my marriage back together. Am I preaching to myself in this house today? Has God showed up in anybody's life? Has God brought you out of the gutter? Has God delivered you from drugs? Has God delivered you from anger? Has God been with you through terrible times in your life? Has God been faithful to anybody at Jewel City? If he is, could you stand for 30 seconds and give God a hand clap and a shout of praise and say, great God. Can anybody say great? Great is your faithfulness to me. I'm going to preach that turkey right out of you. I'll tell you I am. The Lord is. It's facing the circumstances, knowing him who is above all circumstances. And there is circumstances in my life and there is circumstances in your life. Don't get focused on the circumstance. Put your focus upon God. Don't look at the mountain, but look at the uh, God that can move, the God that made the mountain and the God that can move the mountain. Uh, don't get down on what you don't have. Think about what you do have. Do you, does anyone understand what I'm talking about? God has been faithful. There is people all around the world uh, that would like to have the house that you have, that would like to have the car that you have that would like to have the family that you have. God has been faithful to me. My wife, I love her with all of my heart. My three children are in the house. My grandchildren are in the house. My sister's in the nursery, praise God. <laughs> Great is thy faithfulness. What am I trying to say? He's been good. I'm telling you, you need to think about how good God has been. I know some of you going through some medical situations. Some of you going through some finance situations, marriage problems, children are driving you crazy. But I'm here to tell you at the end when the dust settles, you'll still be standing if you don't waver and you don't stagger and you trust in God. If God be for us, who can be against us? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Somebody give him a praise. Listen to me, Proverbs three and five. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not into thy own understanding. When you begin to lean on your own understanding, you begin to stagger. And you gotta trust him in the midst of everything. Let me tell you something. I, 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 just, I, I, I gotta say it, we're all gonna die. Nobody wants, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die to get there. Unless the Lord comes back in the rapture, friend, you and I are going that direction. And in the midst of that hour, in the evening hour of your life, you can still trust in the Lord. I was about that tall when my mom's mom was laying in the bed in the, in the dining room of the old uh, uh, from farm place on Teetrick Road. And she had withered away to a little bit of nothing. Uh, and we knew it wasn't long, but I can still see her in my mind. She'd lift her hands uh, and she began to sing Amazing Grace. Uh, and even in the midst of the death watch uh, in her life, 
life, she was able to trust God because great is his faithfulness. Uh, weeping may mass last for a night, but joy will come in the morning. I don't know how long your night may be. I don't know how long, how many months, how many years, but joy will come in the morning. If it don't come on this side, you'll wake up to morning on the other side in a city made by God. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Man, oh man, I tell you, I feel, the, I feel his presence. I feel thankful. I feel blessed. I don't need nobody to get up and jack me up. I'm jacked up already because God has been good. He's been faithful to me. Let's locate a couple of scriptures that describes faith. In the book of Acts, chapter 27, the apostle Paul was aboard a ship with a whole bunch of terrified sailors. 276 people on that ship and a terrific storm had lashed and was beating upon the ship day after day until all hope was gone. You may not be on the water, you may not be in a ship, or maybe you feel like there's a storm that has hit you or has hit your family. And usually a storm like this of this great magnitude will come without any warning. It'll come just by a phone call. It'll come by a knock on the door. And they felt like they had no hope. And maybe you're here today and you feel like you're in that kind of a storm and you don't have no hope. Well, I'll tell you, you got a hope and you can anchor it to the ground and his name is Jesus. Do you hear me? Jesus is your hope. If you believe it, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. The Bible said on this ship that everybody was cold and they were drenched and they were hungry. Maybe the storm that you're in, you're not cold, you're not drenched, you're not hungry, but it also, maybe your mind has become numb. You've just become numbed. You've become overwhelmed with the storm. And if that is you, I'm telling you, drop your anchor. Stagger not at the promises of God. Get in the Bible and get a word from God. Get on your knees and begin to pray. Not just at nighttime, lay me down to sleep, but get in the presence of God and begin to tell God how good and how faithful God is. Enter in with thanksgiving and then begin to praise him and then begin to pray and tell him your needs. He knows your needs. But he wants you to talk to him. Do you hear me? This ship, the Bible speaks about how it groaned and how it began to creak like a house that was about to collapse. Can I tell you, you and I, we live in a house. The Bible said this is a temporary home. This is not our home. We're just a pilgrim traveling through. And there's times that this house begins to groan. And it feels like it's just about to, to collapse and you, you can just feel it creaking. Great is thy faithfulness. Stagger not at the promises of God. That's when Paul rose and he shouted over the wind with an astounding message. Sometimes you've got to speak to the storm. Sometimes you've got to get up. It's okay to call me, but I can't get you up. Sometimes you've got to reach down in your spirit, man, and say, I'm getting up. When I staggered and my wife began to lean over to bed and preach to me, there came a time that I took captive my negative thoughts and I said, I'm getting up. What do you need to get up from today? Paul rose and he shouted, and this is what he said in Acts chapter 27, verse 23. He said, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am. 
You ought to tell your storm whose I am. You ought to tell your storm I belong to God. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of God. You don't know who you're messing with, storm. Sometimes you got, we teach our children not to talk back and that's it. I, I brought you in this world. I'll take you out. But in the storm, you've got to speak back to the storm. He said, in whom I serve, you need to speak to the storm and tell, hey, I serve Jesus. He's my anchor. And I'm grounded. Do you hear me? You got to, the Bible said you have not because you ask not. Sometimes you've got to ask God to help you in the storm. Saying, fear not. Fear not. All throughout the Bible, everything you're going through has got to fear not. You've got a God that tells you to fear not. He said, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given them all thee that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Listen, for I believe God. Paul stands, he said, I had a promise from God and I'm gonna believe God. And it didn't look good, it looked like everything was coming apart at the seams, but he stood up and he said, I believe the promises of God. Somebody say, I believe the promises of God. Listen to me. God has spoken and Paul believed what God had said. And there's a lesson for you and I, it's very clear, we can trust the promises of God. Stagger not at what's going, on, what's going on in your life. The proof of true faith in God is enduring to the end. Through all trials, no matter how severe, and I'm telling you, I've been a part of some people's lives, they have went through storm after storm after storm. And I can stand here and say that in my 60 years of age until the last year, I really hadn't been through hardly anything. A couple little wind storms once in a while, but I had not been through anything. But I have been inspired by many of you in this house that I've seen how you've handled major storms in your life and you staggered not. And I'm telling you, don't quit, don't give up. Get rooted in God and say, I'm I'm not gonna stagger, I shall not be moved, I'll be steadfast, God, I'm gonna trust you, God, I'm gonna serve you, God, I'm gonna praise you, God, when everybody else is running, I'm gonna stand right with you, cause God, there is nobody like you. If you believe it, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Matthew 24 and 13, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved, my, my. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Listen to me, man. We've got great definitions of faith. Keeping up your courage because we know everything will happen just the way God says it will happen. Stand with me this morning. And that doesn't mean anything, I say it every week. When you begin looking for them, the things of God, the promises of God, you'll find a lot of ways that faith is expressed in the Bible. Somebody come to the piano. I'm gonna have you stand with me for a few moments. Listen to Psalms 86 and 11 in the NIV. Teach me your way. Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. And before I left my office this morning to bring my notes down here, 
things started coming into my mind and I grabbed a pen and I jotted them down so I wouldn't forget just moments before I came. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Be honest. I want you to be honest with yourself. Have you asked the Lord to teach you? I want you to be honest with yourself. Are you teachable? Most people give their life to Christ, which is the greatest thing that you can ever do, but they never take the next step. And when that happens in your life, then you don't have the foundation. And I said in one of the Sunday evening Beta Satan classes I was teaching, a major storm can come through. It can lift your house up and carry it two blocks down the street. But you still have a foundation that you can build back on. Do you hear what I'm saying? You need a foundation. You need to be taught. You need to have a desire to learn the word of God because without it, you will stagger. I have been in church all my life and I still staggered on his promises for just a moment or two. You don't know what will come your way tomorrow. Have you been taught or have you just been saved? I'm just being honest with you. I feel like I'm, my responsibility as a pastor is to tell you, you need taught. You need to learn. You need an understanding you may not be able to call somebody. You may not have time. You need to take it upon yourself to say, I'm going to learn. You know, we have new members, or excuse me, new discipleship class. Can't even get anybody to come. Just being honest with you. Not teachable. Have you made any effort on your own to learn? I got it quiet in here. I might as well just take it on home. The Bible says that the man is the priest of the household. Am I right, Doc? Every man in here, it is your responsibility. You will stand before God accountable for how you lead your family. That ought to just send chills up your spine. It's just the truth. What is faith? It's relying on God's faithfulness. Relying. I look back now and I'm ashamed that I just kind of fell apart, you know. I didn't see it coming. I was like, God, how did this happen to me? And I look back and I see where he'd been faithful all my life. Why would I question him then? Paul used a similar phrase in 2 Corinthians 1 and 9. He said, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises the dead. So that's King James Version. Let me give you something a little easier. One translation says, this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Suffering, it teaches man that he is helpless to save himself. 
I was laying in that bed in Ruby and I was helpless to save myself. You are helpless to save yourself. I want to read it again. Suffering teaches us that we can't save ourselves. Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not yet seen. That's faith. You ain't seen your healing. You haven't seen that good doctor's report. You haven't seen your children come back. You haven't seen your family put back together. But you got faith. You got hope to believe. So let's add one more. Faith is being fully persuaded. God has the power to do what he's promised. So Romans 4 and 21, in the story of the Old Testament patriarch of Abraham, there was saving faith. Saving faith. Trusting Jesus to reconcile us to God. There's such a bridge between us and God because God is holy and we are sinful. And God had to bridge that gap. And God turned his back on his only son, Jesus. Jesus said, Father, why? Hast thou forsaken me? You know why? It was for you. And it was for me. The first three chapters of Romans describes how damaged and how hopeless that we are. We're trapped and we're perishing in our sins. But in Romans 3, 21 through 31, it seems like there's a light that's turned on. And listen to what it says. For all have sinned, all have come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation. I have a hard time. Through faith in His blood. To declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. We are justified. Justified by God's grace through very simple and very normal process called faith. Somebody say faith. Trusting Christ to save us. It's been about 38 years ago. I walked down an aisle and I knelt down and I had what's called faith that God could save my soul. And I have fallen short and I have failed the same as everyone else in this room. But I had the faith, Doc, to believe that he could save me. Do you have that faith this morning? Those who walked with God in the Old Testament also did on the basis of faith, even in the Old Testament. Romans 4 and 1, what shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? Forth Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory but not before God, for what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. You won't get to heaven by your works. You won't get to heaven by anything other than faith that Jesus Christ is able to save you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Abraham was 100 years old, and his wife Sarah was aged. 
God made him a promise. And God fulfilled that promise. God's made you a promise today that if you'll confess him, he'll be faithful to save you. Listen to me, baptism. Some people come to me and say, Pastor, I was baptized when I was a child. Baptism will never save you, never. You can be a member of a church for many, many years, will not save your soul. Here's what Romans chapter 10, verse nine, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, it said, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. You are saved by faith in Jesus Christ and publicly confessing him. If you're here this morning and I'm not gonna come to you, I'm not gonna single you out, I'm not gonna ask you, I'm not gonna ask you to come down front, if you've never given your life to Christ, friend, you have staggered because you don't even understand the promises of God. God loves you. God cares about you, your family. God has touched you. God created you. And he wants you to be his son or his daughter. If you've never prayed and asked Christ to forgive you of your sins, the Bible said you're lost. You're separated from God. If you're here this morning and you'd like to ask Christ into your life, you don't understand everything about the Bible. Guess what? I don't either. But you have faith to believe that there is a God and that Jesus died. He arose for you. Would you slip your hand real high and say, Pastor, Today, I want to give my life to Christ. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? I want to tell you for a moment, is there any at all? Is there any? Is there any? And this morning, could you be honest and say, Pastor, I've staggered. I've staggered at the promises of God. Is there any? Slip your hand up high. This altar is open. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast.